of other things to talk about as well. We got some, you know, this will be the last episode that we record before Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday. We're recording it on Sunday night here, and uh, I want to break down Thanksgiving, what's going on, upcoming NBA stuff, what's happened the last week, and I'm joined by my co-host, PJ. What's up, man? What up? So, I got to know, too, so you changed... Ready to party? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We needed that to get going. Yeah, need a little energy. It's a late night pod. We don't do it this late very often. We don't. Um, The After Dark special. Yeah, we're going to try to keep it as PG as it normally is anyway. But So, you're changing all your social media stuff to Fat Man... Fat Man Scoop. Fat Man Scoop. Yeah. Give me, I, not I'm really. not up with the times. What does this even mean? It's nothing. No, it's just... <laughs> that was a Fat Man Scoop song, too. That <laughs> <No, it laughs> was No, dude. It's just the one... His one song. He's got his one... That one... Uh, I think it's called Be Faithful. Uh, that, like... I guess for Chicago, at least. Like, we always... Like, some of the later night bars... We go to like that is there's one in particular that's like a 5 a.m. place um, that's like a bar within a bar called Baby Atlas uh, oh, and they yeah. oh they always play it's like and I'm sure you've had it it's a Fat Man scoop with a like that's a like claymation animated um, music video like so they all have the big heads. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, they play that song everywhere. Like, it just always shows up in bars that play music videos, and it just showed up last night, but it's just like, every time that song comes on, I just get really... (laughs) I just laugh a lot. I just really like it. It's just like a funny-ass thing, but there's one particular bar that always plays it, and then last night, like, it showed up in another place, and I was like, oh... But then they took it away. It was like a tease. So then I just was. But yeah, I woke up this morning and just had like for kind of forgot about it, and then like realized that I just had like had a Fat Man Scoop twenty minute little thing where I was just like Google imaging Fat Man Scoop and <laughs> just wow, it was it was very dumb. It's a very dumb little little bit, but it is a ridiculous video though so if you haven't seen that you should look it up i know what you're talking about now yeah yeah maybe we'll, before we'll, we'll post it up we'll throw it out there for you to find okay. folks so you before can all be faithful with in, us before we jump into nba stuff thanksgiving this thursday so i gotta know right now what are you most looking forward to eating this thursday um I think I'm going. I mean, my go-to, as we talked about last year, is green bean casserole. I've been trying to not trying to cut back on some of the carb intake ultra lately, um, and I just feel like I'm gonna come at this head where like I'm just, I'm gonna eat probably like a f- f- oh man, I don't know what I would do more of. I'm thinking it's gonna it's gonna be a pretty heavy mashed potato sesh for me on a thursday i think i'm planning to like maybe my mindset right now is like i'm gonna try to work out in the morning before it and then like smart just 
go crazy. I'm going to my aunt's this year, so I think I'm just going to wreck house. I'm just going to be on a mission to just, like, eat more than I've ever ate before is the kind of the mindset I'm in. And then just, like, that's the, my one meal. I'm just going to shoot my shot one one meal for the day. Um, but I feel like, yeah, mashed potatoes. I uh, like some dinner roll-ish. I'm not sure what the full spread's going to be. Uh, this, this year, I haven't gotten any inside info, but I love Thanksgiving. Uh, it's my favorite holiday. So I will, uh, definitely be maximizing the Thanksgiving experience. So potatoes was the answer. I think it's going to be, but I always like, I always like eat a ton of green bean casserole and turkey, but I think I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of been jonesing some This is a... So, so I'm going to eat all the rem- carbs. Remind me, is this two questions? Is this a dinner or is this a lunch? And then do you have to work the next day? No, I don't have to work. Um, it's uh, We're eating at like 3-ish, I believe. So like late afternoon, early dinner type That's, thing. Yeah, I would consider that lunch. Okay. Yeah. Well... So that's nice. Uh, I'm pretty jealous of that. I do have to work Friday. Uh, I'll be that's celebrating wild it. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I don't know why. At least I don't office. think I work. You should probably look into that. Yeah, I'm gonna look. <laughs> I mean, I I'll be. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, celebrating with the girlfriend and her family for the first time. So that should be fun. Um, but they have uh, all the silverware. You know her Lindsay's mom yes i think so i'm confident uh, i've never been at uh at their house with uh there being a shortage of silverware so it should be all right um that was a, a, that was a big problem i have a confidence year. that every meal i've had at the susla compound it's been pretty good so i imagine thanksgiving is i think it'll be it, just fine i think it's I'm gonna not, be pro- i'm sure it'd be good it's gonna be nice yeah it'll be good uh i'm looking forward to it the thing i'm just like i'm trying to strategize because i don't want to be in a complete food coma after i'm not going to really be able to take advantage of any drinking of any kind that day which is also a bummer i guess i could but my plan is to to be driving back uh it's my apartment i do have off on friday which is uh yeah it's nice (laughs) so i'll be working so i'm gonna try to keep it breaking um, news I'm gonna be. I'm gonna definitely get my most out of dinner. I'm most excited for. Um, I'm, I I gotta agree with you. I'm most excited for the mashed potatoes. Like I just don't have mashed potatoes. I feel like I had mashed potatoes all the time when I was younger. I just never have them now. So, but like, yeah, I always. But for me too, it was like my family. Like they would, like we would maybe get like the, like in the container. Like you microwave. You know, you wouldn't like the from scratch ones. Yeah, I don't feel like I up. ate those enough. And, like, those are just on a different level of, of fireness. Now, do you – I'm assuming that your brother is going to be at Thanksgiving also. Mm-hmm. And do you guys get into any sort of eating contests, like trying to eat more no. than the other one? See, my brother and I bring out the best in one another when it comes to that kind of stuff. And no. he's a lot bigger than me, so he wins, but – we still push each other to be great he yeah he i mean he all he's like one of those people that only eats like meat and cheese so 
his like the the so, only competition that really occurs with me is it's like of the things I know he's gonna eat, I need to make sure in my first run through the line, I maximize on all that because otherwise I'm not sure if I'll get seconds of some of those things. Wow. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just I don't know. I think like I guess he's I just he's haven't easy. run into the I guess I just haven't run into that problem very often where no, it's usually um, not, but, like, you know, you never know. I mean, you just never know. I mean, like, but I got to make sure, like, I get the right amount of dark meat and what, because, like, he's he's basically going to live in the mashed potato, turkey world, and that's about it. So it's like, you know what? If he's, he's taking, he's only using two dishes or two, you know, entrees, whatever. I don't know what the right word you would use for that situation. But he's trying to get the same amount of full only off of two specific uh, dishes, whereas I'm a connoisseur of all all foods, and I, I want See, a little I'm, bit of everything. I'm definitely on in your camp on this. I want all. Of there's it. just so many great dishes at Thanksgiving. Why would you not want to take? Yeah. Oh, he eats the stuffing too. Yeah, actually, fuck. I'm I'm changing mine to stuffing. I just just thought about eating stuffing. By and that itself, sounds really though. fucking good, dude. But the, the great, yeah, but gravy, no, f- dude, that's that's pretty good. But see, to me, is like I don't, I don't think I ever take a, even a bite of stuffing with gravy, and I don't have other stuff that's like I think it complements other things perfectly. But if I'm not having a bite of turkey with it, it's just meh. Oh, I eat it solo. Hmm. And I think stuffing is really good left over. I think it's good left over too, but just with other stuff. Like, give me a nice stuffing turkey sandwich. It's good. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, yeah, you if you got those options, but like, if I just had stuffing, I'd be pretty happy. Mm. I right. think I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer to stuffing because that's the that is truly something you only have on Thanksgiving. I remember one time I had it like my parents made it like because they had a box or something of it. And they made like that version. And I was like, "This is weird. This is wrong. I don't like." It was like in like May or like it was. It was like March or something like that. And they broke out like we had chicken and then there was like stuffing. I was like, "What is this shit? Like, why do we have this?" Lindsay just texted me, "Stuffing is the goat, and you're a punk ass." Yeah, that's why Susan and I are buds. We connect. We get. We she she has the same mindset as me i I, res- I respect the hustle thank you well, susa now that i've been berated yeah uh, i think you're officially been to, told you're wrong i think i'm ready to talk about nba stuff now and i think we gotta start with the celtics we've talked about them you know off and on this season thus far but they have now won 12 in a row 15 <laughs> 15 in a row after being the hawks last night uh, and they beat the Warriors on Thursday night, in which they fell fell behind going into the second half, and then just their their defense took over. Like the Brad Stevens strategy of just playing a bunch of athletic wings and putting them out there to defend the Warriors really panned out, and they got enough stops. Kyrie chipped in, you know, did his typical thing. Horford had a good game. Um, Jalen Brown had a great game, and they ended up getting the W. So. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing that came out of that was people like, you know, Steph had a had a quote after the game that was, you know, the Celtics, I think definitely caught the Warriors' attention and 
I think he was also just saying some of it because the to just like take a poke at the. Well, cast. and I, I don't. So this, um, Howard Beck did a pod with Zach Lowe, then kind of clarified it because he he talked to. Oh, I'm thinking of what he's talking to LeBron about. Never mind. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, very well might be the case, but I think it. Uh, I mean, the Celtics are are looking like they're for real, and Gordon Hayward isn't back, and there's still a lot of season left. But like, they're definitely in position to take the one seed now. They're have a have a really good head start on everybody. And so, what do, what do you think about that win, PJ? And what do you think about um, kind of like has seen this lineup to put together and how they play off one another? change your mind at all as far as their chances of beating the Cavs once they do get in the playoffs uh yeah I mean if you took it right now if we were to base off of how the Celtics have been playing which obviously they've won 15 in a row um yeah you kind of have to like their chance I mean more and more it's it's becoming legitimate but it's because in some ways too the fact that we really haven't seen anything great out of the Cavs thus far it does feel like there's there's a bit of a, a struggle uh, from the on the Cavs side of things, just to get like they're, they're the Cavs right now. I made a joke, but they're feeling almost like how the like they do some things right now that I'm like, how oh, this is very like 2015 Bulls ish, like where they just aren't like getting up for games or just like letting. It's just they need to make things tighter. They need to tighten things up. Whereas yeah, the. Celtics, where you look at they don't have Gordon Hayward, and the way that the younger guys have, have played so far um, and, and played up to the moment, um, I, I'm I'm still not sure you know one on one like what they would do because the the only thing I'll say about the Celtics is like to reference it to another Bulls team. It's like with Derrick Rose's MVP year, they were. Bulls had a great regular season, but when it came down to the fourth quarter, they couldn't get over the LeBron guarding Derek in the last five minutes of the game type of a thing. So that's where you want like a Gordon Hayward type would help and, and give that a little bit more of a legitimacy. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it does. And I've just never been someone that like takes a single regular season game and tries to like explain band and be like all right like, this was a statement i just don't really know how many statement games you have in the nba in a given year but it did um the fact that they beat the warriors i was pretty surprised by actually i mean i think oh, you and i both I think, were uh yeah that considering <laughs> that we may we bet the contrary yeah yeah i um yeah, I mean they're they've been impressive though. I mean they've they've surprised me that just how much of a turnover they've had of on that team too. Like how many new guys are on that team this year that weren't there last year, and for them to be able to play this way is definitely helping Brad Stevens. Uh, I would say right now, like Brad Stevens is definitely going to be a coach. Like I, I don't know who is going to be able to to beat that. <laughs> At this point, I could see Brett yeah. Brown as like a you know we everybody saw he's a good coach and he's been through a lot, but I think it's probably gonna be Brad Stevens. 
Yeah, unless you see a favorite. major fall off from this team, I think that he's he's got a yeah. really good case for it up to this point. Yeah, I mean, the guy I think I've been the most impressed with, though, is like, I mean, outside, like, Kyrie's playing crazy, and it's awesome to see, but Jalen Brown has been really awesome. I mean, he is, uh, like, and we said this, I mean, we didn't talk about this last week, but yeah, man, like, when the Kyrie trade went down and what they gave up, like, that was the first thing I thought of was, wow, they really think Jalen Brown's ready to go, and it looks like they were right. Yep, um, he's been great on the defensive end, uh, and he's done enough scoring. Like he's really scoring in bunches. I mean, you can count, you can count on him for fourteen, fifteen a night. But I think he had twenty plus against the Warriors. And so, if you get a contribution like that in a big game, it's just it takes them to the next level. And I mean, they need someone to kind of because like Horford and Marcus Smart. They're not big scorers. They're going to get you 10 to 12 to 15 points a game. And then um, Jason Tatum, as like he's going to be a really good scorer. He's going to be a 20-point plus per game guy. Uh, But he's a rookie. And so, like, he's chipping in, though. I mean, he's going to get you 15 points on most nights. And, um, but... You know, Kyrie's only still only getting you 20, 22 points a game. So you'd like need some additional scoring. So anytime you can get Jalen Brown in the twenties, it's just a huge plus. I mean, they're such a good defensive team. They don't need to be scoring in the one fifteens, one twenties to be winning ball games. If they're scoring one hundred five, one ten, they're gonna they're gonna win most nights, almost any night. Um, so yeah, man, it, it they're they're tough. Um, looking at their schedule here, it'll be interesting to see when they actually end up. Uh, getting their streak broken. They play the Mavs tomorrow in Dallas, and I think they've got a, they should win that game. Although, you never know. The Mavs, I mean, are pretty terrible this year, but they handled the Bucks at home uh, a second night of a back to back last night. Yeah. And then they play the, on the, the road against Miami on Wednesday, and they have a back to back Friday, Saturday, home against Magic, and then at Indiana. Uh, in the, in at the Pacers could be a really tough game, but I could see them losing to the Heat too. The Heat are, are a good team, dude. I I was gonna say the Heat game is the one I would would definitely say is a chance. Because one, the Heat are like they just kind of play this sloppy game. Like everyone just does not like no those games are like if you watch a Heat game this so far this year, like you're not gonna see much offense. Like they're in like the eighty, like high eighties, in most of these games, like going in the last two minutes of a, the fourth quarter, uh, I'm a man. Yeah, it's just it's wild to me. Like the more you think about it, it's just that they're doing this without Gordon Hayward. It's unbelievable. No one expected this, though. I mean, Hayward went down, and it was like, damn, are the Celtics gonna? Are they gonna? Like, what seed are they at now? They're definitely in the bottom half of the East. Like, are they going to be able to, you know, even make the playoffs, especially with the East being a lot better than we thought? Like, the Pistons are a pretty solid team. The Magic's on any given night. Like, the Magic have been pretty nice, at least up to this point. Uh, And then everyone else you'd expect, the the Raptors, the Bucks, the Wizards. Like, all these teams are pretty solid. And then everyone expected the Heat after, you know, winning, I think, 31 of their last 41 games last year we're going to be really good or right there contending for a playoff spot and 
all of a sudden the Celtics are just they lose game one after Hayward going down which hey like that whole game was kind of thrown off and like yeah I think that if either like the Cavs ended up winning but if the if the Celtics ended up winning it, it may have meant more to that team like I'm just thinking that like whenever you have something crazy going on in a game like that, like who knows what the hell is going to happen after that? Everyone's kind of thrown off their game and like having to refocus in, and all of a sudden the the Cavs end up winning. But since then, they've only lost one other game, and uh, it's crazy, man. Like I, I just don't really know what, how many wins they end up stacking up by the end of the year, um, because like, I mean, at some point, the streak's going to get broken. They're going to get knocked back down to earth, and I just don't know if the way that they're playing right now is going to translate to 60 wins, uh, but it might. Yeah, I mean, I I would say just because of the defensive side of it, like they've got a good shot. Uh, th- and uh, They've got some depth, too. They do. I mean, they're they're doing fine. I, I would just say, like, from a, the thing that's going to transition for them from, like, the playoff perspective, if – when they get there, really, is just that. Like, I need someone else to kind of be, and I think Jason Tatum could be that. Is like the guy that's going to initiate. Some they need someone else that's going to initiate the offense if Kyrie's not on the court. Yep. And I just don't know who you do that with, really, right now. But overall, like Kyrie and, and Al Horford have been one. They they've learned to play with each other. Very quickly, like in a very good, like they play off each other really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's that does help them. And I mean, in some ways, I look at it as like Kyrie does have the talent to just take over a game and impose his his will at a lot of points. Uh, can he, if he can do that against LeBron? Like, yeah, that's that's like really I kind of want to see when they play next. Is like is what because you saw some of it. Like he was going, he's not afraid to go at LeBron, which is good. He's not like deferring. Like he'll he'll try to score, but that will be the the key for me. Because if it we're doing all this hype, but then it's you know last two minutes of of a fourth quarter in a playoff series, I'm just not sure yet. I'm not convinced. I haven't seen enough to to go off of that and say that the Celtics could do that four times against LeBron. But right now the Cavs need to pull some, put some games together to even be in the playoffs. We're, uh, we're, we're not going to know what version of the Cavs we have until I know. we see if they're going to trade the Brooklyn pick, try to upgrade somewhere. If they're going to trade Kevin Love, like that's, that's on the table. And that's why it's just so IT? tough. What, what do you know from it? Yeah. So right. It, 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 we're, you know, we're just, we're bouncing some some things some, that we think that we some might November end up takes seeing. around some yeah, November exactly. takes that like don't exactly. really matter won't like speaking yeah, of we'll November takes that uh, that may not matter let's talk about the Pelicans a little bit name uh, specifically let's talk about Boogie and Anthony Davis because those two uh, like the Pelicans are now sitting at eight and eight they're coming off an ugly loss against the Nuggets where they just shot lights out and ended up scoring I think 146 points uh, the other night but. Uh, you know, Boogie's putting up 27, 13, and 6, or a little under 6 assists a game. Uh, you know, shooting like 10 threes a game, shooting 34% from three. 
Anthony Davis has stepped it up from three, is shooting 38%, although at a lower volume, but he's still shooting you know, 56% from the field, putting up 25 and 11 and a couple blocks every night. Uh, and yet they just can't get enough. Like Drew Holiday has just been, you know, not playing up to those $30 million a year expectations, no. at least in my opinion. And uh, Ray John Rondo just got back. So he had a really good first start for them and didn't play great against the Nuggets the other night. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that starting lineup. But these guys are unbelievable. And Boogie's having his best season. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the Pelicans end up doing here because they're 8-8, eight and eight, and that's when these two guys are playing at an elite level. And if Rondo fits in, maybe they get some wins. But if they lose a few games, the boogie trade talks are going to start coming, and like they, they kind of already have. I mean, you'll you hear it in a lot of podcasts you listen to where trades come up. Boogie to the Wiz, uh, boogie to the Cavs. But I mean, they're fun to watch, man. Like I, I don't know what they else are. to say. They're just they're like such a, an. I it's mean, it's just no other team is even remotely like this. You got two top ten guys. And they're playing the four and the five. You know, every other team that has more of a super team or at least two studs, it's usually a point guard and a wing. But nope, center and power four. It's just like a change of pace from how everyone else is playing. But they're like playing like a like they're two big dudes that are playing like guard. You know, they they're they're doing everything. Like they're um, Boogie especially. Oh yeah, I mean Boogie's taking he's dribbling up the court like he's he's running point for them at point uh, at certain points in games uh yeah and going like full court like <laughs> with the ball seven seven point three threes a game yeah the, i mean i uh the thing that just is like makes i'm just so interested by them is just the one so first it's like it is it like makes me really happy that these two guys can play together like that's we're not sitting here being like oh these guys can't play together and that's why they're eight and eight. Like it just isn't gonna work. We're where we're at is yes, these two two dudes can play together and they can play at a very high level with one another, but they literally have nothing else around them to help them right now. Uh, it's uh really like a black mark on on that that front office just of like you couldn't get anything of of worth and yeah I didn't. We talked at the end of last year. We're like, oh, we all know that Drew Holiday is going to get signed and get that money. But, like, do, why would they do that? Like, why do they have to give him all that money? It was just, like, the impasse. And I I was of the thought that, like, man, maybe you just let him walk. I, I, um. I think if you're a Pelicans fan right now, you're wishing he would have just walked. Yeah, I just didn't understand the idea of, like, committing that long term to him i mean i know like what he went through and that they're like they they like the guy a lot and they think highly of him in that building but i feel like in some ways they let some because you see i mean celtics didn't let personal celtics didn't let personal feelings stop them from trading it uh i think it was a very interesting move that the pelicans were gonna i think in my in my opinion at least that their emotions dictate their basketball their their decision making on the drew holiday front yeah so drew holiday this season 14 points 
five rebounds, six assists, 46% from the field, 21% from three. Yeah. And he has a PER of 12.9. So he's a below average point guard by that metric. Uh, not good. Yeah, he's not really, like, he's really shouldn't be a point. Like, he's never been a and strong. He's playing, he's playing 37 minutes a game. Holy crap, really? He's playing yeah. 30... Oh, I didn't realize that. I mean, who, Jesus. who else are you running out there, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, but... Rondo hurt. They play better with Jameer Nelson. Like, that's just the thing to me, is they could have taken Rondo and Jameer Nelson, the guys they pulled, like, no one else wanted, they pull off, bring in, and, like, they're better with those guys on the court than Drew, with Drew Holiday, which is like, man, like, that's just... What are you gonna do though? Like, yeah, I, just, I don't know. That's they like that's where I'm like, why didn't you just roll with a bunch of like on. guys off the? Yeah, why didn't you just roll with guys off the street? You try with some D league dudes or whatever. Like, you try well, a few like, things like I mean, that. And but. I would have been. Hey, sorry everyone for the brief lapse in uh being able to record for a minute we were talking about some pelican stuff and then uh we had some technical difficulties so we're just gonna hop back in uh here and talk about the sixers and specifically joel Embiid's big night i had some really great analysis though some next level stuff that'd be really tough to recreate on the pelicans it would have been not like nothing else you would have heard from anything if these else walls to yeah if these walls could talk whew, they would tell you it was phenomenal what you missed so it's phenomenal um yeah so joel and good at basketball uh he, the process is working he, it's working it's working do like the, the Anakin, the Anakin Skywalker for the. It's working! It's working! <laughs> like it's that. working! Oh, oh, we gotta talk about. We're getting close to Star Wars territory here. We're creeping. We up. will definitely be talking about it when it comes. I will have um, my full review for the pod as well, and it may okay. just be me just going. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's <laughs> yeah. no longer good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Ryan Johnson was... is the Ryan Johnson's got himself a. Uh, He's doing the, his own three trilogies outside of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, director, so I saw so. this. I don't know anything about it. I don't. Well, it means the Last Jedi is probably the best movie ever made. All right. Yeah, maybe. Right. I, I mean, mean I, if they're, I, they've they've obviously seen it. Like, oh, this is gonna be really good. Like, here's three more movies. He's and, gonna write and direct. Hey, I got a good feeling about it too. I just hope that's a it's a unique plot line. That's all I'm asking for here. I think it will be, dude. There's some. I think, so. I think so too. The, I mean, hey, the, the first Force, one was great. Don't hate on Force Awakens. Look, the Force Awakens was good, but it was really similar to A New Hope. Oh, really? Stop. I mean, yes, there's. I don't. But people were just saying that because of the big giant de- planet destroying planet. That like. There I think were a lot yeah. Of similarities, Peach. There were a lot. We don't need to get into it. Right it was a good now. reboot. It's good. It was a great reboot. It was good. Good start. I just like give me something new. Okay. I meant to. Anyway. Uh, be- one more thing on this movie thing. Have you seen the trailer for A Quiet Place? No. I meant to send this to you earlier this weekend. Is it scary? It's with uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, it's a scary movie. Ultra and I are big horror movie guys. Um. But it's with Emily Blunt and um, John Krasinski, aka Jim. Oh, oh but so it's husband and wife. 
Yes. And then they have kids. They're like in this cabin. And they're like, basically the premise of it, it looks like they can't talk. Like, so all they do is sign language and communicate. They, don't, they can't make any noises. Because, like, then there's, like, something that's coming after. They don't wear shoes. They, they're playing, like, a board game. They're rolling a dice on the carpet. And then, like, just, like, the title and, like, the little, like, thing on the words is, like, yeah, not making any noises. Uh, that's the only way that they can hunt us. They, they'll, they, they can hunt you. So making noises, and then like in it, the one of the kids like knocks over a lantern, and like the blanket catches on fire, but makes a noise, and then like you hear just this like upstairs, like this like loud like pounding, but then like they show like parts of the house, and there's like big like gashes through like the wall, drywall and stuff. Like it looks fucking wild. I was I was the minute I saw this, I've never. There's a few trailers I've seen where I was like, oh, sh- crap, I need to see that movie. Like, I want to see that movie tomorrow. It's a uh, re- it's a really it? good trailer. What's it called? A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Okay, I okay, I need to watch that. But uh, <clears throat> if you haven't Everyone seen, else watch it. If you haven't seen Hush, you should watch that, too. Dude, that's, it's... Yeah, I've seen Hush, but it's kind of like... So that's what I thought of. Um, but it's not... But this is like with... Like a paranormal, more of a paranormal thing to it than yeah, Hush. Yeah, I mean, it sounds different for sure. It's not like these people can't talk. It's just that they. But it's like they're living in this. Can't I don't talk. Know if, they just got people. I don't know if it's a house or like, like why can't they? Like I just want to know why oh. these people can't talk and why they're like they've like clearly adapted their lives around this. So like, why did they do that? I guess you gotta go see the movie to find out. I also want to know how those those kids like they have two they have two kids like. Babies freaking cry. Like, how'd you stop that? Like, what? Was this after that? Like, so many questions. I'm so interested in this movie. Jeez, maybe we just need to have a separate podcast about this movie after we see it. Oh, I'll have a review. Maybe we'll start doing movie reviews on here. I don't know. Or I have that movie you know, pass, so I just can see any movie I want now. Shout out movie pass. Shout um, out movie pass. All right. So Sixers. we got to actually talk about the Joel process. Embiid. Shout out Robert, Robert Covington for getting extended. Yeah, that's new, sick. I guess technically extended, but also getting his contract reworked um, because he's getting paid, I think, $16 million or something like that this yeah, year. Yeah, the now. extension kicks in for this year, part of it. Um, yeah. He's been great for them, and they had a big one against the Lakers where Embiid put up 46, 16, 7 assists and 7 blocks, uh, which had never been done before. Um, it's pretty – he was unbelievable. He, I mean, he got – you know, he didn't have a great game against the Warriors, even though the Sixers started off like crazy hot and were up 20, and then the Warriors just decided to go up. Uh, Dude, the Warriors have had... Fourth. The third quarter was crazy. I like. I, that that, was... the, that's like the four. That's like maybe the seventh or eighth fourth quarter like that the Warriors have had. In the third, like specifically, they just like go off. And it's just... Um, who was I was going to talk to? Steph was great. Steph was great tonight against the Nets, too. They were, but they were like talking. This is bad. I can't remember who it was that uh, I heard talking about it, but they asked them about the, and they're just like, you know, what's it like when those Warriors go on a run like that? And I think it was on the Bill Simmons pod. Someone I think must have recently, or maybe it was Richard Jefferson was talking about it. I don't know. Besides that, my point being like just like the. 
kind of just whirlwind of oh i know it was gary harris on the zach Lowe. that's what i'm thinking of and he just was yeah. like yeah you just blink an eye and it's just like holy crap like they're up by 20 and you don't yeah. know like you have nothing you can do uh type of thing it's just like you you blink and they've got 20 points ahead of you um but yeah joel's game against the lakers is pretty awesome he was talking mad spicy about lavar ball you know earlier in the off season more to come about people talking spicier with lavar ball um <laughs> yeah and uh but man he is like by far like just the full package wise like is i think the most fun nba player right now like when healthy and i just like say i wake up every morning and i just like thank you for letting me wake up i'm, I'm thankful for waking wake up and please make sure Joel Embiid has another healthy day himself. Like he's one of the, the, the second, maybe first is like, please make sure Giannis stays healthy. And then it's please make sure Joel Embiid stays healthy. Like, yeah. uh, cause I, who else would you say? Like, just like everything. Like, I think he is the most fun dude right now. As far as social media, the full package stuff. I, um, I'm not sure, and but it also gave me this thought of like, I feel like we're gonna see a quadruple double really soon. Not maybe this year, but like between Giannis, Joel, even I could see Russell or I could see LeBron still. LeBron might be tough now. I don't think he's necessarily gonna. Maybe this year he might with how the Cavs have been, but like, I feel like there's a lot of dudes right now in the league that could easily like not easily get a quadruple double there but like it's easily in play for it's them just, it's the steals and the blocks man but he had he had seven blocks like that's like i think like Giannis or him could easily get the 10 blocks but i don't think okay so i don't think mb has had 10 blocks or 10 assists in a game so then you're saying that those two things are going to happen in one night and it's just like he was close he was close the person that i think is the two people that I think would be most likely all right? Okay, so Embiid's up there, but I think that his assist numbers on the season are like two, three. So like him getting seven is kind of an outlier. If you look at guys like, well, Draymond had a triple double last year without getting uh, points. Draymond, yes, is another. So guy. like he was the he I mean he's I think the the prime example of someone that would be able to do it. Especially since, like, he could get close to 10 steals. He could also, yeah. like, if he's playing small ball against, like, he could get close to 10 blocks. He know, might be able to. I, I, mean, he, I, I, I think, think, get I think he's steals. more likely if you can get the steals. And then points, rebounds, assists. And then um, the boogie. I think boogie could do it. Because boogie's averaging a couple blocks a game right now. And he's had a few games this year that he's had three or four blocks. Another guy's like, I mean, KD... KD could do it. Like he had KD a, now, yeah, could. He he's could block ten shots in a game. I believe it'd be Giannis, but I think Giannis is the front. Giannis is Giannis is because he yeah. can get the steals or the blocks. If you're gonna put steals or blocks, and hey, maybe both. Like if he just had a game where, like, yeah, I mean, if if where like he was able to get because the issue he's had is like he hasn't been at the assist numbers this year and part of that is when he's passed the people they've bricked their shots 
Um, it's it's you know the the moves that they've made and Chris Middleton playing as well as he has this season, and them getting Bledsoe great for the team. Not as great for his overall stat line just because the ball's out of his hands a little bit. And Middleton's assist numbers are kind of high. Like Middleton's averaging. Four Middleton's boxes. yeah, he's and been weird. He he's been Bledsoe's weird. Bledsoe's gonna get another. Yeah, Middleton is like he's he keeps switching between this guy that's just a scorer and a guy that's also facilitating. I, that team is a lot to figure out. I mean, very weird. Mm. Like you saw a game last night where they just didn't click and they just got their ass whooped by the Mavs. Yeah. And that should not happen. Like no. I mean, that was just such a weird game for them to lose after they had played so well after they beat the Spurs. Um, they were fu- they, they were going the, for beat the Pistons. Who I the Pistons might be good. Like I, I mean, they beat the the T Wolves tonight in a in a close game in Minnesota. But like Avery Bradley's been money for them. Like he's really changed the way that they could play defense. And Tobias, well, Tobias Harris has been very good. Tobias and Harris has been great, and then Drummond. Drummond's it's Drummond's just, Drummond's been like back to what he was two years him. ago. Two years, he's like back to where he was like two years ago. Well, and it's before he got paid. Like you can't hack it. You can't do the hack a Drummond strategy anymore. He can just like he makes enough that you can't just be sending him to the line every possession. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Sixers. Lonzo might fun. have a triple double. They're good. And um, yeah, he's gonna get one tonight. Too. Yeah. The, the um, Sixers continue. And, we haven't uh, even ben, said we ben haven't even Simmons. said Ben Simmons' name. We haven't even yeah. said Ben. Yeah, we haven't said and Ben probably Simmons. Probably the best name. player on their team. Um, Real. Mm, so I was going to ask you that. Of the, I think it's still Joel because this is. It just it depends on what your definition. Like they're completely different, but but I would just say based on like the fact of just like the the level of like dominance. Yeah, he's like, the most dominant. Joel is an imposing. Force. Yeah. is the most dominant, but just as far as the best overall basketball player, Ben Simmons can't even shoot yet, and he's averaging you know eighteen, seven, and six. I mean, he's like they play really well together too. Dude. He has got a lot of LeBron in him. Yeah, he, I just, he just reminds me so much of LeBron the way he plays. He the two of them play have like a really nice giving ghost. Like they've got some stuff too. It's the two of them. They're like just starting to figure out. Um, yeah, you play if you pick, run a pick and roll with those two guys, and especially when yeah. you have, if you have Bayless on the floor, they can shoot the three pretty well. And then you have Covington and JJ Redick. Like, but I've seen JJ them is do... one of the best three point shooters in history, and Covington's hitting fifty percent from the three point line. I just year. noticed it uh, like a couple games ago, but like they've really been starting to do this thing where they put like Joel, they'll extend, they'll kind of bring him up to like, oh, what that area you'd call? It's like. You're they're above the block. He's kind of like that 15 foot ish range, but like, like they'll bring put him on either side where he's just like maybe a foot or two below the elbow, and then like they'll give him the ball, and then Ben Simmons like runs this little like uh, cut around him, and then like teams have fucked up on it every, like a couple times, and maybe it's just a reflection on the teams they were playing, but. Like, where Joel is, like, kind of screening, but he has the ball, and then he can just, like, dump it back to Ben Simmons at points. And it's, it's like, kind of, it's pretty nasty. Because I don't know what you would do in this situation. Because, uh, I mean, if Ben Simmons can shoot, then, like, I think, obviously, how you would play, you would cut underneath. Or you have Joel's guy, like, maybe switch, but it's, like, awkward. 
because you can't necessarily have like it's not an easy move for Joel Embiid's guy to kind of just like clip Ben Simmons because then Joel just can drive to the lane because uh, they'll like clear out everyone else too. It's I don't, they've done some fun stuff. I'm uh I need to get a little a few more Sixer game viewing and I've only watched six or seven i watched the laker a part of the lakers one i kind of was late to it but when i saw what joel was doing but i think i've only watched like six sixer games thus far like i can like I mean, a, just, m- a good amount of like a chunk of yeah, it like not where I'm, i've seen i've seen less i've probably seen four or five um which is sad yeah. because they're super good um they're and, um, uh, i thought they were gonna be i thought they were gonna beat the warriors last night i'm surprised they ended up giving up that lead so quickly in the third quarter like that but hey the uh steph curry's still pretty good at basketball too so yeah but yeah i was hoping for a little bit more because the there are there's like boogie's done it a lot to the warriors but there's like certain big guys that can just really get some numbers up on the warriors i was hoping joel was gonna kind of was gonna get a little bit more, play a little better, but you know, sometimes well, Draymond, Draymond did a good job defending yeah, him. Yeah, Draymond, Draymond did, but there's like certain like Boogie, Draymond can't really do much against. It's kind of wild. Yeah, because Boogie's um, just a freaking force, and why you should want Boogie over Draymond if you're building a team. I've heard some people think otherwise, allegedly, but. It's neither here nor there. We've talked about that enough. Uh, so tell me, <laughs> who's, your, who's your guy of the week this week, Beach? Uh, my guy of the week was, is going to be was uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, yeah. We were talking about him, but just to expand on it more, yeah. I uh, I just really like the, just the idea that he put up those numbers, but that was against the Lakers and just what he was saying to, <laughs> to about to about VAR and just like all that stuff uh, around it. It was kind of, and Lonzo did not play very well either, so it made it just like a very fun kind of petty, but, um, and he had that, like, his 69% comment. That, that, that was good, yeah. He's I mean, just, his, he's such a... You know what? So we should talk about this for another minute or two before we move on, because we've talked about the Sixers for a while now, but other teams are getting pissed at all the attention that Joel is getting about shit, especially, like, Kevin Durant, when the Sixers, because this was the second game, the Warriors beat the Sixers in goal, at Golden State, I don't know, a week or two ago, and like Kevin Durant was talking some smack at Joel Embiid that whole game, and then he had a quote after this one that was like, you know, we knew we had to close this one out and get a W because otherwise Joel was going to be posting his stuff on its social media after the game, and like I, like I love social, I, you know, fan of NBA we just get to like enjoy this stuff and laugh about it and see these guys like poking and prodding each other on social media. It's funny. If I was in the NBA, I'd just be really annoyed and pissed off Joel and B too. I think. Oh, would you? I, I mean, if he was saying shit like this towards me, yeah, I but would, he I backs would. it up. Like the, the thing is though, is like, I, I, there's, there's a difference between like talking shit and then like backing it up. Like he backs it up. Well, and that's why like, this Pete, like even as a fan, I wouldn't even think this is really that funny if Joel was then going and laying an egg in all the games. Yeah, he'd just be playing. a clown. He'd be a clown. Just like be no a one clown. would care. Like, but... I mean, if you know, 
if a bench warmer for a team is coming in and talking like Joel Embiid is talking and he just doesn't do anything, it's nothing. It's the same as like Dion Waiters when he used to say stuff like him being the best, you know, I believe I'm the best in the league. I I believe in the best and like he would just go on the thunder and you know, there'd be these uh, like RIP Vine, but there'd be these vines of him like begging for the ball from Kevin Durant or yeah. from, from oh, yeah. Russ. And, you know, he was just a clown. And then all of a sudden he goes to the heat and he hits a couple big shots. And like now people are like more and more people are going over and, and buying some real estate on Waiters Island. And it's just because like if you can back it up, it, it actually means something. Um, Ooh, right. But. There's even a difference there because, like, Deion Waiters also, like, has some, like, there's a difference between, like, oh, talking shit, getting billed, but, but like, to... I'm not saying Deion Waiters and Joel Embiid are the same type No, of no, no, I know you're not, but I'm saying, like, there's even, like, a second level of that where it's the, there's an idea between, like, you talking spicy online, you doing stuff on your Twitter, and then, like, basically putting a bullseye on you, which you're doing, but then, like... Then you get knocked down, and then it's like, all right, I'll be quiet. And then you start talking spicy again in a couple of weeks, and then, like, same thing happens. Like, Joel's has a target on his back, and it's like, all right, like, that's fine. I like he want. I think he wants that, obviously. And he, he operates well with that kind of attention and just, like, that target because there aren't many guys I can think of that can, like, re- would be able to respond and actually, like, follow through this well with some of it but i mean he has to stay healthy i mean that's probably the biggest thing with him is just like he has to stay on the court which is always it's that's gonna be the talking point with him for at least the next couple of years till he does it consistently for a while yeah just stay healthy Mike. please stay healthy damn. god damn please stay healthy i just because i want i see, want this i want to see sixers in the playoffs really bad i do too and i also want to see them win 41 games that'd be nice too Dude, I think they... What's their record right now? Uh, I have NBA standings pulled up here. I'm getting it loading, though. But uh, while I'm doing that, so I think they're right around there. Um, My guy of the week... I got it. One second. Sixers are 8-7, and so they're above 500. Yeah, I was right. Above 500. My guy of the week is James Harden. Um, Oh. He's... He's had a few games recently. Like he had that fifty-point explosion. Oh yeah, they, they scored ninety freaking points and a half. But then he dropped thirty-three points in the first half, where they put up ninety points against the Suns. And here's a stretch for you. Like, granted, they lost. So they, you know, he had nine turnovers and a not great game and a loss against Toronto. But between the Toronto game. And when they played Phoenix, he went 37 for 37 from the line. Dude. And he had 48 points, yeah. seven assists. Did you see? The Suns. And just like if you, watching highlights from that game, he was just, he was brilliant. He was wet. He was dude. unbelievable he was in that game. Because as soon as he gets a few of those, like, he had one step back. It wasn't even a step yeah, back. He like yep. stepped to the side to his left. Right. And like I haven't you just don't even see guys doing that. Like I've I was like <laughs> like it's one thing to be like coming off of a screen and like curling and getting some momentum going to your right or your left and going into your jump shot or something like that. But he's just like like 
he has hesitates going to his right and then takes a huge step to his left to jump behind the three-point line hits the three and i was like how the hell do you even stop he has like incredible control of his body like he he just is like a awareness of also like space and like who's around him but just in general like his his ability to like where to move his body and just the the way he conforms things it's, it's really impressive like he's he doesn't physically like look super like he doesn't like look like LeBron or like Russell any of these guys like but he is an incredible athlete. Uh he's uh he's definitely like in the MVP conversation. He's number 2. Um, he's 2 right now, I think. Behind Giannis. Yeah. Sup. Sup sup my special boy. Keep doing you. I don't I don't disagree with that. Um because I mean Giannis has been great. He's like that the chatter has, and the MVP has like that whole thing has kind of cooled off a little bit on Giannis in the last couple weeks versus when you know he really had a great start to the season, but like I think I think once he gets used to playing with Bledsoe more, he, it's only going to be better for him and he's he's going to be putting up monster numbers here for sure. Um we should uh we should probably hit on some shout outs before we leave man what do you got so i only i'm only gonna do one shout out this week um, i feel like it would be shout out some we had some mini shout outs throughout the pod this week but my shout out is our our orange clown that's in the oval office doing what i, I knew it was gonna come to this i thought we might be 18 months in or so but donald trump's officially called and set his his markers on the var ball and i am so in on this i'm i'm like i'm ready for this because you could make an argument that donald trump and lavar ball are probably the number one and two as far as trolls go in in the current world we live in um and I, I want to see, you know, you want to see a one and two matchup. Everyone loves, you know, Bama versus Clemson, you know, whatever the case may be. You want to see the heavyweights go at it. Um, and I honestly think, like, LeVar Ball would just, like, I would pay a pretty good chunk of money just to hear the two of them debate each other. Now, I may get stupider for uh, viewing that. Because I like I, no one will win, um, except maybe Levar. Like it's just um, so like for people who might not be aware, um, I'm sure you've seen at some point some of it. But so Leangelo, uh, the the fat ball brother, um, <laughs> now Leangelo and the two of his teammates UCLA got arrested. They were over in China. Uh, for shoplifting at a Versace, some sunglasses from a Versace store, or no, it was a Louis Vuitton. It was Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, I think. Yeah, um, they were in jail. They just came back a couple of days ago, um, but it coincided with Trump's visit uh, to Southeast Asia, and he was in China and talked to the evidently talked to the president about the uh, the incident and. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, trying to work with them to get the players released and okay to okay okayed by the Chinese government to come back home. Uh, and then was he Trump went on and was like tweeting a few things about it. Um, 
and talking about, you know, oh, are the UCL use these, uh, let's see here. I got the tweet right here. He says, to the three UCLA basketball players, I say, you're welcome. Go out and give a big thank. Oh, this is him after they thanked him. So they had a press conference, and they did acknowledge the president, thanked him. But, like, before they even had a chance to talk, like, he was like, do you think the three UCLA basketball players will say thank you, President Trump? They were headed for 10 years in jail. Um, so my guy needed, you know, to be recognized for his, you know, hard work getting those those young basketball players out of China. Um, but a reporter had asked LeVar Ball about the Trump's tweets and his comments, and LeVar Ball, all he did was just said, who? <laughs> like that's all he's like. He responded it was just like, "Who's the, like? Who are you talking about?" Kind of thing. So then Trump fired off this morning, uh, and just was like, uh, "Oh, he's got another one here. I missed her from her, like a couple hours ago." But basically, today he goes, uh, "Now that the three, now that the three basketball players are out of China and saved from years in jail, Lavarbal, the father of D'Angelo." is unaccepting of what I did for his son, and that shoplifting is no big deal. I should have left them in jail. It's like, wait, the two other kids had to stay in jail too because LeVar Ball, like, this was, like, clowning your ass? Uh, uh, it's it's not good, man. It's and then, so good. he just had one. He was like, shoplifting is a very big deal in China, as it should be, five to ten years in jail, but not to Father LeVar. Should have gotten his son out during my next trip to China instead. China told them why they were released. Very ungrateful. Oh man, I I'm here for it. I'm I've been on the watch to see if Levar Ball responds and how he responds. But um, I want I want Levar because I think Levar the the difference between the two of them is that Donald Trump is a troll, but it's because like that's just the he it's just like his personality and like he's not. Like, this is just genuinely who he is. Is this, like, troll, like, egotistical, orange clown dude. LeVar Ball, I, I do feel like, is somewhat... He's playing to a bit. Like, he's an intelligent guy. Like, he knows when to speak and, and when to, like, ramp it up a little bit more. Um, and, like, LeVar, I definitely feel like, knows it's a bit. But he's, like, of that... He's more of that like WWE, like the wrestling promotion kind of thing where he knows when he needs to turn it on or when he needs to like pull back. LeVar, if you're listening, if anyone knows LeVar Ball, I ask, like, please just flame him. Please, for for my sanity, please flame the president in, in, in your own special way um, because I'm all here for it. So that's my moment. It's an extended shout out. I apologize, but... I got very amped about this and was also just in the thought of like, yeah, I mean, it's about time these two worlds collide. They've kind of been too solo. They've been kind of running alongside each other parallel. They had had already collided already with the Steph LeBron tweets back and forth. I mean, wait, did what do you mean? Yeah, but LeVar. No, I'm talking about. I'm specifically talking about the NBA and Donald Trump. No, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about 
Lavar Ball specifically, who has been in and of himself like its own. World. The only other thing I like be outside of Donald Trump's world storm and all of the crap. Like the only other person I've seen create that much like craziness in a way, like and just like that trollish approach. Like Lavar is number two on that. Like Lavar is right. doing the same exact and like how. You look at like his family's like faint and like all of that that's come from it. It's like so much of it's from like him just dropping these quotes and doing all this like ridiculous kind of shit. Um, now, granted, the, the thing is also Levar Ball's not our freaking president, um, but like just the that idea of these two worlds coming together because it is it only makes sense, but. Um, yeah, I hope this heavyweight matchup proves to be as, as satisfying as I'm playing in my head. It probably won't be. Probably be disappointed by it. I'll probably end up getting petty and lame and corny, but, uh, you know, there's the hope. There's just that hope, guys, that maybe we can get a little bit of entertainment out of this clown show of a presidential administration. And I will step off my triggered snowflake box and uh, pass the baton to you, Ultra. That was a long one, man, but uh, I think it's a good one. Uh, the only shout-out that I have this week, and I think I hit on this last year, is that I still think it's bullshit there aren't any NBA games on Thanksgiving. Like, this year, Christmas is on a Sunday, and NFL games are still going on Sunday, even though that's NBA's day. So why can't yeah. NBA games be going on on Thanksgiving? Like, I'm not saying, like, directly try to time shit out so that your ratings are going to get crushed whenever you got the 11 o'clock and the two o'clock and then the night game but like staggered a little bit so we you know instead of watching these dumbass highlights of one game that i've already seen the entire thing of let me flip over to the nba game like give me two or three good matchups i just don't know if it would do numbers i just don't think the nba would want to i don't even think it needs to be like a good game but there's like college i don't know college i mean give me anything there's college basketball on, I feel like, on Thanksgiving. Am give, I me wrong? Ha- give me Hawks Nets. I'm fine with that. And, yeah, there there is some college basketball. But, like, give me some NBA. That's all. Um, That's we're, fair. We're running, let's, uh, let's close up shop here, homie. We got some good games this week. Um, Monday, we got Wiz and Bucks. I'm definitely going to try to catch a little bit of that one, at least. Grizz, Blazers, Cavs, and Pistons. Um, Wednesday, the big one, Warriors and Thunder meet for the first time this year, which that's always going to be a big deal while Katie and Russ are on these two teams. Did you say, uh, did you forget, Tuesday night, Larry Bird takes on Lonzo Ball? Yeah, so I wasn't going to mention that, but hey, Bulls play the Lakers Tuesday night. You got to, Larry and, Bird. Uh, hey, maybe maybe this this game will be the game that the bulls that jerry and grant and specifically but most of the bulls guards like figure out they can pass to laurie when he's open um here's a game that we should definitely lock the over on is nuggets rockets on wednesday we should try oh, to get wow. that locked in as soon as possible that'll be tight um, so yeah should be pretty good and then no games thursday and nuggets games aren't really Friday, scoring much Saturday. right now and they're having a rough night tonight but yeah. Jokic got tossed so that's what yeah <laughs> um but uh, anything else before we head out? No, nah, man. I think uh, I've I think I've said enough to the, for this week. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving. Eat yeah, lots of stuffing or mashed potatoes. Just you know, put gravy on everything. If, when in doubt. 
And if uh, you're you're bored, just hanging out on your phone, just trying to before you take that nap after being in a total food coma, or going into a food coma, I should say. Uh, check us out on Twitter at the Point Forward NBA. Check us out on Facebook. We have a website, the Point Forward NBA. Uh, uh, send us some emails, send us questions, comments, whatever. Point leave a, a leave a five star review, download, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Uh, take all Just your keep resubscribing. Yeah, come take back. your take your parents, you take left, your families. Back. Yeah, take your family's phones. Like subscribe on there. This is a great time to spread the word and tell your entire family that you're thankful for the point four. Yeah, we're thankful for you. And, and tell them, and we're certainly thankful for every listen that we get. Leave a five star review and tell us what your favorite dish was of Thanksgiving. Ooh, I like that. Have a good Thanksgiving, Peter. You too, brother. Find like.